The Holy Gospel appointed for the Feast of the Reformation is written in St. John, the eighth chapter. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is our text. Please be seated. Reformation 2017 is about remembering. Remembering who we are as Lutherans 500 years after it all started by a humble monk in Wittenberg. Each and every one of us has a story to tell about our lives. Just ask Pastor Feeney about the story of his life for he has quite a story to tell. But he couldn't tell that story apart from his identity as a Lutheran. For the story of his family and the story of the church are inseparable. He could not imagine telling the story of his life without telling the story of Lutheranism, going all the way back to the beginning of the Reformation. But as we stand on the threshold of celebrating 500 years of Lutheran identity, we do so in a world that seems to have lost its way. As one person said, it seems as if the world has lost its story. Now one of the reasons, perhaps, that the world has lost its story is because it has lost its connection to the biblical story, the story of faith. Not that long ago, within my lifetime, even those who were not very religious told the story of the world that was inseparable from the biblical story, but not anymore. The biblical illiteracy in our country is astounding. But perhaps it's not just the world that has lost its story. Perhaps it's also the church, the church in danger of losing its story. On a day in which we celebrate the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, this is a sobering thought. Martin Luther certainly knew the biblical story. He was a biblical scholar, after all. It is the main reason why he set out to reform the church. To, to return the church to its biblical roots. Is it possible that today's Lutherans are in danger of losing their story? Do we really need a new Reformation now, 500 years later? Have we forgotten who we are? 
forgotten where we come from, forgotten what we confess that makes us distinctly Lutheran. We do have a very distinct way of being Christian, a distinct confession of faith that is centered in the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ, centered in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And we also have a distinct worship that begins with Christ and His gifts. And that Christ is present among us in the world today in preaching, in sacraments, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. As Lutherans, we have a distinct story to tell the world. But it's a bloody story. A story that is told from a tree outside Jerusalem. And yet that story is a story of freedom. Now when the evangelist St. John wrote his gospel, he knew he was writing the story of Jesus and he knew he was writing the story of the church but he also knew that he was writing the story of the world. And what a story he had to tell. It was a controversial story that centered in the scandal of God becoming flesh. And then the scandal that that God made flesh endured the shame of a naked death on a cross. The story of the cross is the story of freedom how God releases all of creation, frees it from its slavery, as Luther said, to sin, death, and the devil. And that is exactly what Jesus says to the Jews. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now Jesus' teaching and all the miracles he performed proclaimed to the world the good news of freedom. That is, release from the bondage of sin. That's the Father bringing justice, justification by an act of grace, an act of making right what has gone wrong through the blood of his Son. But those Jews in John chapter 8 were looking at Jesus from a human point of view. They did not accept Jesus' story of creation and redemption. How could Jesus set them free from bondage? They said to him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Now this is the crucial question, not only for the Jews, but 500 years after the Reformation, for us. Jesus releases us from the bondage of sin. For that Greek word release means forgiveness. Jesus the Creator, coming to his creation as one of us, taking our flesh, to release all of creation from its fallenness and its bondage, making all things new, bringing in a new era of salvation. That is the story that Jesus proclaims. 
But the Jews were telling the story of the world one way, and Jesus now was telling it another way. The Jews were children of Abraham, they said. Their story was the oldest story in the world. Their freedom came as identity as Jews through blood by right of birth. But Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, was also telling the world's story through Abraham. For he, Jesus, was the fulfillment of the promises of Abraham. But the words of Jeremiah the prophet, words that revealed the newness of the covenant that now is going to be fulfilled in the Messiah, the covenant of Abraham, those words were forgotten by the Jews at the time of Jesus. And this is what Jeremiah said. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Now, to continue to claim Abraham as their father, these Jews would be slaves to sin, to legalism, to a religion of works righteousness. If they turned to Jesus, however, and saw him as the one who is the fulfillment of the promises of Abraham, then their identity would be, and this is the great discovery of Lutheran, not by blood, but by faith. By faith, they would be children of God. And they would, as Jesus says, abide forever. That story that John was telling was difficult for the Jews to hear. And Jesus will say later on in the Gospel of John words that also confounded them. When you lift up the Son of Man, Jesus says, you will know that I am He. Now Jesus had said those words in that famous chapter 3 to Nicodemus. He said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. You remember that figure of the serpent in the wilderness being lifted up on the pole? That was the source of freedom. The Israelites focused their eyes on that and they had their salvation. Just as now we focus our eyes on our Christ lifted up in suffering and death but also in resurrection and ascension. And that brings us salvation, and that brings us freedom. Lifting Jesus up on the cross is both the moment of great agony and great suffering, but is also the moment when God reveals to us his glory. To be lifted up involves crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. And what an irony that the source of our freedom comes at the lowest point of Jesus' humiliation, but which for God is the moment of glory. As Jesus will say later on in John's Gospel, and I, 
If I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. No wonder the Jews had a difficult time understanding this. And so you know the story. The Son of Man turns his face to go to Jerusalem, the way of the cross, to be lifted up and on the third day be raised again. And on Good Friday, Satan falls. Sickness and sin are dealt a terrific blow. And the world is freed from the eternal consequences of the slavery of darkness, ushering in this new era of salvation. This is what Jesus preached from Galilee to Jerusalem. This is what Jesus demonstrated in releasing creation through the miracles he performed as preludes to the resurrection, the great release upon which all other releases depend. And all that preaching and all those miracles led to a cross where Jeremiah's prophecies came to fulfillment. And on the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus said, this cup is now the new covenant in my blood. You see, freedom comes through blood. Blood shed on the wood of a tree, blood restored to Jesus in the tomb now empty. Today and forever, our freedom comes through his body broken in death, his blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. You proclaim in this simple meal of bread and wine, body and blood, that God frees the world from all spiritual and physical bondage. Jesus' final words to us today are these. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Freedom is the story of the Reformation. The story we as Lutherans now have to tell the world. Freedom through the flesh of Jesus Christ, Freedom through that flesh that is present here in our worship, right here in this church. The world's story is told here. For this is where God dwells with his freedom. Through your baptism, you entered into this story of freedom. This morning, through God's word, Jesus entered into your complex lives once again, and he said to you, I have borne the bondage of your sins. I have set you free. You are forgiven. And now once more, he will set you free. This bread is my body. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Eat and drink and be released from your sins. Eat and drink and proclaim freedom until I come again. Eat and drink and you will be free. What a story to tell. The story of the world set free 
in Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.